0: guys welcome back um long time no see (laughs) sorry you know things happen but (laughs) things didn't happen well they did they did (laughs) a lot of things happened also a lot of things didn't happen (laughs) but here we are and I am your Metal Auntie Maddie. And it's me, your Metal Auntie Leona. And together, we are your Metal <laughs> Aunties.
1: <laughs> Who obviously still don't have their shit together. We're
0: also very tired because by the time we finally got this shit to work, because for some reason our system decided it was going to just go <laughs> night-night, Um, by the time we got it to work, it's now what? 10.30? Yep. We're very EP, <laughs>
1: Very EP. We're ready for nine nights, but we're gonna we're gonna stick it through. We're gonna finally finish out the history. God, there's
0: so much to unpack, so much to unpack, but really, like, not yeah, <laughs> at the it's same just, time. It's
1: so com- complicated and complex that it's oh, it's it's a wild ride.
0: But it's all stupid.
1: Oh, so fucking stupid. Um, oh.
0: But before we get into that... (laughs) Jesus, we had a busy week. Um, We did a lot of shit together and separately this week.
1: Yeah. Um, Together, we did... What was it called? Oh, the uh, heavy metal cage match. Detroit versus Cleveland. That was at the sanctuary last Saturday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, going into it, I kind of thought that maybe it would be, you know, a cage match between the bands, but really, (laughs) I think if anyone was getting their ass beat, it was, um, us. everyone that would, (laughs) um, so this show, it was, you know, Cleveland versus Detroit, so it was a lot of local bands from that area. We had, um midwinter dead cassette and dreamwalker out of cleveland and then we had our boys vexatious um and then Engrave out of detroit um <laughs> they're all really really good bands like incredibly amazing bands we had an amazing time oh for sure but if you ever just want to see so much violence packed into such a small space <laughs> Um. check these bands out
1: yeah <laughs> the,
0: it, it was it was my like first like
1: super heavy metal band or bands there's more than one <clears throat> yeah um and it was just oh there was so much there was a lot of moshing <laughs> in such a <laughs> little
0: area and that's like the glory of those really those smaller shows and those local bands is you don't see that happening at larger shows no so even if the band isn't like super fucking heavy like i wouldn't say engrave was like the heaviest band that we saw i do not remember (laughs) the last one one, the last band that played like they're pretty on par i would say pretty close to like in a virtue in that world in that realm of Heavy, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't classify them as like just straight up death metal the way that I would vexatious. Um, but it just the the crowd is so condensed and in such a small room, it, it does nothing but create this environment for people to get their asses fucking whooped. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was so crazy, and like it was also my first time being at the sanctuary and. It genuinely, like, wasn't anything that I expected. Was it a lot smaller than you thought it was going to be? A million times smaller. Yeah. Which, it's I think... like a room. I was a lot less intimidated going in. Because, like, you know, I mean, you know how I am. Like, going into places that I don't know. <clears throat> seeing new bands that I right. don't really listen to. Like, I get very anxious, like, super quick. And, like, I wasn't as anxious yeah. going in there. Um, I also love the fact that, like... You could literally just be two inches from the stage. Oh yeah! Like, I was kind of imagining it being like, um, when we went up to uh gray gray wall yeah in Lansing for yep. a virtue Graywall. and like, yes, you could get super close to the stage, but you still had that barrier. Yeah, the you security had that,
0: like, line. Yeah,
1: I. That's kind of like what I expected it to be, um, which I'm now hella excited for a virtue to go back to the sanctuary so we can be like i guess not back to the sanctuary but like seeing them again um but literally just to be like up
0: close i know like super super close and that's like the really cool thing about the sanctuary is like you get bands that are more large playing there fairly often Mm -hmm. um but it is such a special place to go see bands because you can get so close. So it is yeah. so like intimate and tight. Um, which is really cool. It just you know, when the crowds get crazy, there's really nowhere to run.
1: <laughs> S- <laughs> you just have your little corner and even then just yeah. not enough. Even then watch out for the <laughs>
0: stairs, bro. I'm um have a massive <laughs> fucking bruise on my leg. Because I got... I, I didn't think that I was that light.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were not prepared. It's just the mashing.
0: <laughs> so, there's like this moment of realization between Maddie where we're like, oh shit, we're the barrier between the crowd and the pit. Yeah. And like, usually we try to avoid that. We Neither of us get into pits because... I know what I, I know I'm gonna get hurt if I get into a pit. <laughs> we're,
1: we're just babies.
0: Yeah, and not just in a babies. way that I would enjoy. <laughs> no. And so usually we try to avoid that and we try to avoid like being on the perimeter of the pit. But there was a moment um um our good friends and Vex they started playing and I just look at Maddie and I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> we're on the perimeter of the pit. <laughs> And um, so I, whatever I am paying attention, I'm jamming out to the band. And like two seconds into their very first song, this large man—and I don't mean that in a bad way, Mister Large Man—um, fucking barrels into me. I don't know if he got knocked on his ass or what. Barrels into me, and I fall back and land on the corner of the steps going up to the stage. <laughs> and, like it's not funny but it was so, so funny. Funny. <laughs> it was
1: so funny it was so
0: funny because if I got to watch that shit in slow-mo <laughs>
1: I just I keep having it get replayed in my head I'm just tumbling on the stairs and I'm just oh shit are you okay i
0: and, like, my mom wouldn't raise no bitch. I know the, the environment when I go into these kinds of shows. So, like, I jump up, I'm back on my feet. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. And I, like, just start paying attention to the band again. But um, it's oh. a real big bruise. Yeah. And bless
1: whoever that man was. There was some guy who stopped. He was, I don't know if it was the guy who ran into you. Or not. If there it was, was there... that motherfucker
0: owed it to us.
1: <laughs> but someone stopped and made sure that, like, both of us were okay. Fucking bless that man. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and it was, like, so, me, both of us going into this, Maddie was like, I don't know, I've, I've never been to anything like this heavy before. Not, like, joking around and saying that, like, she was scared, like, you know, of this shit. As a joke. And I'm like, oh, no, you've got nothing to be scared of. We are going to be safe. (laughs) Our asses get rocked. We are completely safe here, Maddie. (laughs) Two seconds into their set, my ass is on the ground. Maddie's alone for herself. I'm like, I swear we're going to be okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Other than that. so (laughs) It
1: It was an amazing night. Um...
0: Oh my god. Also, gosh.
1: I would like to apologize. Who who was the one that was handing out all the CDs?
0: Oh, the lead singer for Vex, Nathan.
1: Um, hey Nathan, it's Maddie. <laughs> I'm sober now. I'm sorry for scaring you. <laughs> I heard you were just handing out free CDs. I got excited. She's
0: she screamed.
1: <laughs> all I remember is Leona getting a CD and I go. I want one. I find him. I fucking beeline to him, and I go, "Can I have a CD?" He doesn't say a single word. He just hands (laughs) me. Just his eyes widen, and he just hands me the CD, and I go, "Thanks." (laughs) Run my happy ass back to the bar. (laughs) He met his (laughs)
0: match—a drunk Maddie. Oh, my God.
1: So, uh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, my God.
0: Well, other than that (laughs) super eventful (laughs) night, um, you had another eventful night just Uh, two days ago. Yep.
1: Um. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, I saw Disturbed with uh, Falling Reverse and Plush, if that's how you pronounce it. Plush? Plush? (laughs) Plush? I say Plush. It's gonna be Plush now. Okay. (laughs) Rename. Um. Um, Alexis and I. Alexis being one of our crew member who doesn't do anything for us but promotes us.
0: Yeah, she's just um Alexis. our imaginary. She's our front man. <laughs> <laughs> she's the halfway face.
1: Um, we got to see them down in Toledo <clears throat> at the Huntington Center. Um, fucking amazing show as always. Per usual. Um, I have a lot to say. <laughs> One thing that I want to say: if you are going to a show like this, don't be making out in the (laughs) crowd. Do not. Can you even imagine like making
0: out during what was it? Falling reverse or Disturbed?
1: Both. They did it throughout the whole show, and on top of it, they were there with two other friends, and they got. They first were like on. Like, the middle half of their, like, little section. Then they somehow got moved in the middle. And they, throughout the whole fucking night, they were just sitting there making out. And then... Gross. Bless this girl's heart because she was just so excited to be there. And she kept turning around and talking to me and Alexis. (laughs) And we're like, girl, mind your damn business. (laughs) We're here on our own. You're here on your own. I get it. Your friends are making out right now.
0: <laughs> oh, you should have tapped on their shoulder, like, get your friend. Yeah. <laughs> get your friend.
1: Well, I told Alexis, I was like, I genuinely was about, like, at the end of the show, I was going to let them have their thing, do their thing, because they did, they seemed young. They did they seemed like they were, like, in their teens.
0: Okay, so whose parents let them out? Exactly. So like their one chance to make out. <laughs>
1: probably. Probably. Meet
0: me at the Falling Universe and Disturb <laughs> show. We're gonna make out.
1: Um, But I told Alexis, I was like, I was so close at the end of the show to, like, tapping on the one girl's shoulder and be like, you need to have a chat with your friends. I get it. It's a free country, free world, like, free will, but... Don't be making out in the middle of a fucking show.
0: Teen pregnancy is a real big problem,
1: especially because the girl told me that she paid a hundred and forty dollars for those seats
0: for her friends.
1: I don't know if she paid them for her friends or something, but she said she paid a hundred and forty for her seats.
0: You know how pissed I would be if, like, I bought me and my friends tickets to go see a show, and we were all and super excited, and they're just yeah, they're just I eating face be the whole time. Livid. Yeah.
1: So like. But bottom fucking line, if you're not at some bar or some shit, don't be making out. In the
0: can streets. we, can we even at bars not make out for the people?
1: Even, yeah, even that. Yeah. PDA, that's nasty.
0: I mean, Get like, I don't know. Back, I kept telling Alexa. Making wait. out? That's gross. In public. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Ew. <laughs> making out? Ew. Um, I just like, in public around people. Like, have you no shame? what are you doing what are you doing like
1: genuinely what the fuck but um anywho um i don't know the whole show is just amazing um alexis and i kind of went for falling in reverse i mean i have a love for disturbed but i have an even bigger love for falling in reverse
0: you guys can't see me, but I'm flipping off Maddie because I love Disturbed.
1: I, I don't, I don't
0: hate them. I just like that. Like I was so jealous the whole time you guys were there. I wore my Disturbed hoodie that day Good. and I came home from work and I looked at my sister and I was like, I'm literally ready to go. You- <laughs> like I'm already dressed. <laughs> oh, I did FaceTime you. She did. She did FaceTime me right as I was walking through the door when I got home. and I, I couldn't hear them because they were just screaming at the phone the whole time.
1: I may or may not have been intoxicated at that point.
0: <laughs> no shocker there.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing show. Other than nasty ass teenagers making out in front of us.
0: I was laughing my ass off because she sent me a video... Of like them, I
1: didn't, even, I didn't like even know it was on them. To be honest, yeah, it
0: was. Did you think it was on your face? Yeah, and then no, I it went, was that. Like,
1: so the video, it was, I had the phone <laughs> like the microphone like super close to my mouth. So in person, I was talking very quietly to the to my phone while like taking this video. But it was I was taking a, accidentally taking a video of them while talking <laughs> shit about them. So in the video. It literally sounds like I'm screaming at them. She literally says <laughs> like, These teenagers need to stop making out
0: I get a video and I just open it and it's two kids like rub <laughs> it like when you do like the fake making out where you like hug your own self and just <laughs> and shit like that. Hands all over the place, eating face, and all I hear is Maddie, like Ew, look at these two good people. Like, what are they doing? They're just making out at this show. And I'm like, Maddie, lower your fucking tone. (laughs) Then
1: there's, towards the end of the video, there's the realization of, oh, shit, it's been on them this whole time.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, Maddie, you cannot, like, you're going to get your ass kicked the one time that I let you two out of the house by yourselves.
1: Leona, if you're making out in public, I feel like I have some right to at least record. Well, it it is public, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, sorry. Not sorry.
0: Stop making it out in public.
1: Literally. (laughs) Get a fucking room. That's not all I asked for, but just get a fucking room at least. Go out in the hallway.
0: Yeah. In the parking lot. Take it outside.
1: (laughs) Take it outside.
0: Uh, I hate this.
1: (laughs) We... I mean, I can drag it on more. I got more shit to
0: talk about. No, we we have to get into it. No, we don't. Um, well, I
1: wanna I wanna do my 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 girls because they just have go a ahead. single. Period. Drop um, it. My girls, uh, the warning just put out a new single. It's called Sick. Um, go listen to it because it's sick. Um, I really hope they put out an album because this is their second single within the year.
0: They have to, right?
1: They, (laughs) well, technically no, but they should. Yeah. They really, really should. Um, but yeah, that's all of our updates for the week. And now.
0: (laughs) We have to get into it. (laughs) Um, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Had so much love and respect for Black Sabbath before we did research. (laughs) And now I wish that we just never would have done research because I might just possibly hate this band at this point.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Just, they, they needed to get a grip. They needed to get their shit together. I don't... I don't want to say I don't understand, because obviously we don't have a band. But also, if you have a band with your friends, get your fucking shit together.
0: Right. And so, okay, so we're going to dive into a couple things with this part two of Black Sabbath. Um, one of the biggest things that we tried doing our research on was the members which we thought was gonna be a really quick thing to nail down. We still don't have everybody, and we've been researching this for like two weeks now. Who the members are, what years they were active, what did they do. So we have like a pretty big list um, of members, and it's not everybody. It doesn't include everyone that did session fills and things like that. Um, This is just, like, primarily recording and touring artists. Um, I don't even know. So, like, if you guys aren't following when we dive into this, just understand, um, neither are we. (laughs) Neither are we. And, um, so we tried our best to kind of keep this as together as we possibly could Um, just know that this is the worst band in history.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they, literal, no words. I just, Mm, can't.
0: (laughs) So, um, do you, do you want to kind of pick this up at 71? That's kind of where we left off last time we sure. skip to Master Reality.
1: Yeah. Um... <clears throat> so. Oh, this is when... Okay, so Ozzy's still in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is his last... I know. This is not his last album with the band. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had a couple more.
0: <laughs> he had a few more, but arguably I would say this is the last, like, great album that he released with the band.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it is, um, he was, girl, I don't even know,
0: um, yeah, so, the, the Master of Reality era kind of goes between 71 and 73, um, they, they did two different tours for it, um. They were kind of on this roll of, like, they would release an album it did so good, so they would hurry back into the studio to get another album out. Yeah. Which worked. I mean, their three best albums are their first three, and they were all right after one another. So, it worked out well for them. Um, they they were legit released this album six months after they released Paranoid, so... And Paranoid, they took, what, four months before they went back into the studio mm-hmm. after um, they're self-titled? Yeah. Yeah, so they were pretty much, like, back-to-back in the studio. All three of these albums kind of have the same consensus of drug-filled um, music, and that's not a bad thing. That's just kind of the sound and, and what they did.
1: Well, it was also, like, um, just, like, the era that the world was in. Like, it was... Yeah, it was just... Everything was just drugs. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, they were living life and doing drugs and attempting to make... I mean, they succeeded, but not in a fun way. (laughs) Oh my god, no. To make a band. Um... But it wasn't until after Master of Reality was when they, like, finally took a break. Um. But, like, when I was doing research, um, they had 107 shows. That's that a was, lot. That was, like, scheduled. Yeah. For, like, this time era, I feel like that was a lot. But that was also between the U.S. and, like, other countries. So it wasn't just, like, specifically, like...
0: Well, it's still a lot because this is, like, the time where bands would actually tour like on a bus Mm -hmm. you know what I mean they weren't flying from show to show they were driving yeah so like that's crazy to think that they traveled that much I mean clearly that they didn't travel to other countries on a bus but (laughs) no literally um
1: and on top of it that I mean even for like the other two albums like they would did they get tours for them yeah yeah um they like went on tour and then they would come back and immediately start on a new album so it was
0: no breaks yeah
1: i don't know me personally someone who's not on drugs (laughs) after one show of that damn tour i'll be like all right let's pack this shit up i'm ready to go home yeah let's
0: take a weekend (laughs) off let's resume this maybe next weekend yeah um but i guess when that's your life and that's what you consume yourself with like that That's all that you're doing. So, it worked for them, and I don't know, they they did a lot of their best work in that era.
1: Which, honestly, I feel (laughs) like if you were on drugs, you (laughs) would pop out some pretty dope albums. Yeah,
0: yeah, dope albums. Emphasis on the dope.
1: Exactly. Pun intended.
0: So, they did... They did two more albums. Um when you listed this, did you list this by tour name or album name? Question.
1: Um I believe it's by album. Yeah.
0: So they did um Sabbath Bloody Sabbath and then Technical Ecstasy. So those are they did they did Sabbath Bloody Sabbath from 73 to 74 The Sabotage Tour from 75 to 76. Um, Technical Ecstasy was 76 to 77. And then Never Say Die in 78. That is literally five years of nonstop. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think they had like... When they took breaks... Like, I feel like nowadays when we think of like artists taking breaks, it's like a year or two or...
0: to write an album like yeah they'll take yeah, two they write, years like, to write a an full album.
1: album and like to recover from the tour but like they literally will only take a couple months and then their asses are right back into the studio um <clears throat> but yeah when i think of black sabbath like this whole like first leg is like the beginning like their first leg of black sabbath um and then after the never say die tour was when Senor Ozzy got fired.
0: Womp womp. (laughs) Womp womp.
1: Um, Yeah, he got fired in 79 due to uh, substance abuse. And his replacer was Ronnie James Dio from Rainbow.
0: This is such a hard thing for me because as much, like, there was a ton... Again, we'll get into that a little bit more, but there were so many artists that came in and they worked with Black Sabbath, different vocalists, everything, but like notably, I'm talking about vocals here. In my brain, when I think about Black Sabbath, I split it up into two eras. I split it up into Ozzy and Dio, and I know that's like the common consensus for a lot of people, but that's usually the divide is like Ozzy's Sabbath and then Dio's Sabbath. Um, not that any of the artists, other vocalists that played for Sabbath weren't talented or weren't notable or anything. It's just that that is the sound that you think of when you think of Black Sabbath is Ozzy or Dio.
1: Right. And I think they also, they did a lot of, um, they did most, I feel like they did most of the recordings that we hear. Um, and I don't know if this is the same for anybody else, but, like, me personally, when I listen to the albums, I really don't hear a difference
0: between them. Between Ozzy and Dio, it's not extremely different because they both have the melodic, Mm -hmm. um, power vocals. Right. So, that's where their similarities carry, and I think that's the reason why they are, like, the main sound of Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Um we were listening to some of the different vocalists. Um, Is it Ian Gillian? I think Ian Ian Gillian was. Yeah, he's
1: the other one that was... um, Oh, like, mainly on... uh, Tracks. Yes. Like, did a lot of recordings.
0: When I... When I listen to Ian Gillian, I get... I don't want to say hair metal because that just, when I think of hair metal, I think of like Guns N' Roses, and that's not the same thing um, as the sound that Black Sabbath had. But Ian Gillian just had more of the screechy, high pitch, to me, obnoxious vocals. Um, Definitely the opposite of what Black Sabbath had always been giving was the Beautiful, haunting, melodic. Even if it was screechy and screaming at times, it wasn't obnoxious. Right. It was beautiful. They
1: had, like, structure in it.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I don't know. Like, sure, they had talented vocalist. Ian Gillian, to me, I would not consider him Black Sabbath by any stretch, but...
1: Which, if I'm remembering correctly, Ian left because he had- he was butting heads. It's very possible I'm thinking of somebody else, because I know that somebody had left because they refused to do, um, Oh. Was it the think, old
0: recordings?
1: Yeah, it was like something along those lines of like they refused to do the recordings of Dio's. They like refused to do Dio's tracks. Or something along those lines, but like he, there was somebody that just kept butting butting heads and I my gut is telling me that it's it's Ian.
0: Yeah, I very well could be. Um he well it's funny because he we were talking joking about this last time we did research um he drunkenly agreed to join the band yep
1: mhm and then like the next day like didn't even remember um agreeing to it but like felt stuck so he just stayed no you know what it is it is him that like refused because it was um it was after i it was after the born again tour um i think they were i don't know they like went off and did something and he that's when he refused to do um dio's recordings i must have not have written it down but i, like, I remember talking about it though Yeah. i like swear on <laughs> my life that it's it's something along these lines of where he kind of the way I interpreted it, it was he had a stick up his ass, and it was like he just kind of wanted to do whatever, and he wanted to run the show, run the band his own way, versus like Iomi and Butler. Because this is when Butler was still in there.
0: Yeah, Butler was because um... this was like
1: right before that he left, um, and. They weren't even having him. So.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because there's even like a spot in here where he claimed Ian Gillian claimed to not even like their music. Yeah. So it's just funny to me that like, A, your your sound just doesn't fit. B, you don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. C, like you're just being a jackass about everything. So right. um the whole era with Black Sabbath and Ian Gillian and the recordings, they're not memorable and I hate saying that because it's such an iconic band but to me like they could have done without releasing that yeah for sure it definitely I, and I just thought about it he fits better in like an Iron Maiden situation um if he were to even sing like metal metal but I don't I don't know just whiny annoying obnoxious (laughs) screechy as all get out
1: yeah he definitely did not fit in with the black sabbath vibe
0: no and and so you had just briefly mentioned oh my god geezer butler fucking butler (laughs) fucking butler Wait a minute. Was it Ward or Butler that was going back and forth for a million years? I think it was Ward. Yeah. Ward. Yep, Ward. Okay. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that basket case here in a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Mr. Geezer Butler, according to all the research that we could find, their bassist, he, that man dipped out in 84 and never came back. Um. Other than, I think, their... Um, reunion shows that they did? I believe so, yeah. In, in like, the 2000s. Like, late 2000s. Um, Yeah.
1: I feel like there's a possibility because I kept seeing stuff about Live Aid. I saw a a whole bunch about Live Aid and how, um... I want to say the original four were together possibly for Live Aid, but...
0: Because they played with Ozzy's personal band, didn't they? For Live Aid?
1: Yeah, because literally all the headliners was... Black Sabbath with Ozzy,
0: yeah, yeah. That was kind of when Ozzy had his own, his solo work did really, really well, Um, as it should, because it's really, really good music. But so yeah, um, we had Butler Dip.
1: Well, he when I was reading stuff, um, he had left because of his son his son was having, like, medical issues. I don't know what exactly, but I just know that like, him himself was having, like, his own little personal issues, but then, like, a lot of it was because of his son having some sort of issue going on. So, he ended up, like, dipping in the middle of recording um, Heaven and Hell. Yeesh. But, (coughs) then, for oh my god, I'm doing the (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm doing um,
1: that again Then we have. Oh my god! I'm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were laughing last episode. We were editing about how Maddie's constantly <laughs> lip smacking. It I- <laughs> try <laughs> try not to lip smack challenge.
1: <laughs> there, there's our new drinking game. Yep.
0: Every time Maddie lip smacks, now I'm trying really hard to not do it. <laughs>
1: it's 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 hard not to
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) oh my god tuck me in and put me to bed i'm done
1: um so anywho um after (laughs) give fuck me You know, we're going to end the episode right now. (laughs) Have a good week, you guys. That's all you all need to know about. We might
0: see you next week. We might stop this podcast here and there. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So he left because of his son. (laughs) Okay.
1: So we had... I did it so quietly. We had Glenn, Glenn Hugh, Hughes, Hugh, replace Gillian, right? Am I reading this right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> this
1: shit's so all over the place. And then, who the? Who, who, who replaced
0: Butler? <laughs> I love that you said, Glenn Hughes joins but leaves. <laughs> um, Hold on, I can tell you right now who replaced Butler. So we had,
1: yeah, is that Gordon? Gordon Gordon Copley.
0: So yeah, so here's what's so (laughs) fucked, and we have all of the members that well that we could find. Yeah, um, let me tell you how I was on this page and I was reading like the list of all the members, and there was a little drop down that was like, click here for um I think it was touring and session. Artists. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to keep the piece. <laughs> We've been researching this for two weeks. I'm not clicking that drop down because I already have like 40 <laughs> artists listed and I'm not doing any more than that. Um. So originally it was Jeff Nichols and he started out on the bass. I, I remember this. He started out on bass and then he was very, very quickly kicked to keyboard and guitar Mm. um we have jeff copley on here as well we have dave spitz from 85 to 86 but also um dio i believe dio came back here because i remember that dio was doing bass whoever the vocalist at the time was was doing bass as well
1: what time (laughs) After Butler left. So.
0: But that... Here's the thing. All of our research is extremely contradictory. In this band, I I can tell you not one website that we found information on matched the other website.
1: Yeah, no. Like, it... It, And, like, the timelines, too. That, that's, like, one of the most confusing thing is... The band members that came and left And the timeline that they were A part of the band Yeah, And especially because like a lot of these Band members that kept joining They were only there for like a month Two months They were there for a recording session But they never went on tour And so they had to have somebody else replace them For the tour And then so and so left after the tour To go join this band And it, the timeline Barely makes sense the people we keep finding out new ones yeah every time we open a new website
0: and like honest to god none of it is all that memorable like all of these years that were going on about these people that joined and these people that left and the things that they released during that time none of the people are that memorable Mm -hmm. and none of the music that they released to me, I'm sure that there's probably super fans that um, I'm sure that's some of their favorite eras, but none of this up until about
1: I want to say after late um, 90s I was even going to say just like like the late 80s like after the Born Again I feel like that's where everything just like stops
0: no you know i'm saying nothing is memorable again until the late 90s like when they have their reunion oh, so yeah. like all of this middle section is nothing but absolute fuckery mm-hmm. of people leaving and and joining and doing one album genuine chaos <clears throat> yeah and and nobody was like honest to god that memorable during that era where you could say like Oh, yeah, like, you know, Black Sabbath might have been in shambles, but you know what? Like, Glenn Hughes really pulled them out of that and and gave them this kick-ass era with an amazing album. Like, nobody is really, like, making it worthwhile to be there for a month. Yeah, and I feel
1: like just for that time like these people were joining black sabbath being like oh my god it's black sabbath i'm gonna join and i'm i'm gonna be a part of the gang and then them themselves realize how fucking chaotic it is and like peace out
0: yeah not aware that it's an absolute shit show Mm -hmm. so
1: which of course just doesn't make it any better (laughs) right (laughs) just adds to
0: it right so going back to the original members um iomi stuck it out the whole time for yeah, the most he was, part he, he may have had a small hiatus here and there but um nothing large enough to keep like a record of on this right um ozzy we all know that ozzy's had a real trivial past with black sabbath um he was active the years 1968 to 1979 1985 nineteen ninety seven to oh six and then two thousand eleven to two thousand seventeen um butler he again dipped out in eighty four um he did come back for the reunions and things like that so um I think that was ninety seven to ninety seven to oh six and yeah. then um again in 2014 to 2017 bill fucking ward (laughs) my biggest enemy um the bane of my existence bill ward
1: other than this research
0: (laughs) he's part of the reason why this research was so bad so um bill ward is clearly their founding drummer Oh my god.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: The amount of back and forth. I think that he might have started the Sassy Man epidemic <laughs> <laughs> because um he was constantly recording, like leaving the band, re- coming back as an official member, coming back as like a, a their main drummer. Right. Recording an album and being like, "You know what, you guys? Fuck all of you."
1: peace out bitch
0: I'm not going on tour for this album I'm not doing shit for this album I'm just recording it and then he would dip out and then two months later he'd be like hey guys hey, um, I take it back <laughs> I'm sorry and then he would do it again so I don't know <laughs> fuck Bill Ward if you're listening to this you've made our lives hell for the past two weeks <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, um, fuck him.
0: Fuck Bill. Literally,
1: that's all we got to say.
0: And there was, like, very, very clear beef. So, I'm pretty sure that Ozzy's the only one that, like, came out and publicly said, like, Bill stopped being a jackass, pretty much. Um, Because Bill would go on the record, like, in social media and be a sassy boy. For no reason. And so, like, clearly this band has issues working with each other. Mm-hmm. Obvious from, what, obvious from 79. Yeah, 79 onward. and
1: on. Like, the moment that Ozzy left <coughs> was when, like, honestly, no. I don't even want to say Ozzy. The moment that Dio left.
0: Was when shit really hit the fan.
1: Yeah. So I feel like Dio kind of held it out for a hot second. And then when he dipped and, um, when Butler dipped was when shit kind of hit the fan.
0: Yeah. So, this whole thing is just kind of a nightmare altogether. Um, Bill Ward, like I said, he would come back to the band as an official member, record an album, and then dip out before they even did the tour for it. Um... He he didn't even he said he would come back. They did an official announcement for their very last reunion, that twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen tour, and even then, he dipped out, mm-hmm. last minute. So he's just been this like really shifty member of Black Sabbath really ever since. Um, what was his last year active? Nineteen eighty. And even then, in between, I'm pretty sure there was a few hiatuses. So, I don't know. I mean, really, the only one that has stayed consistent is, Iomi.
1: Our boy Iomi, we love you.
0: We do. Except You're being
1: y- such a strong boy. His
0: back must from carrying the weight <laughs> of black Sabbath.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I was just just sitting here thinking <clears throat> of like, him, the stress that that band probably was in but also probably not because of the amount of drugs he was strung out on
0: but also here's my question if he was the only standing founding member of all of these years is it because of him that is it i don't know i mean if you're the only one that survives are you the problem i don't know
1: so on next week's episode
0: we're not fucking talking about Black Sabbath again, ever. I'm blocking them from everything so I never have to see their name ever again after this. Um, so the general consensus of this entire band and all of the stupid shit that they have done is that they, during those middle years, they really, really tried getting the band back together it seems in ways but with members that were shifty not dedicated well
1: and a lot of the members they were from like different bands
0: very notable bands
1: yeah so it's like why are we pulling people from other bands that like because i i remember um we were talking about this last week um when Gillian replaced, um, Dio, they had Iommi, he, he wanted to start a new band, like, completely outside of Black Sabbath, and he wanted, um, whoever the fuck does Coverdale do? Oh, David Coverdale, <laughs> if, I, if I can fucking read, <laughs> um, from Snake and, um, Cozy Powell, Isn't he a rando? Huh? Oh,
0: I'm pretty sure he's a rando.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I keep thinking that he's from Whitesnake, but he's not. Because only Coverdale was from Whitesnake. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, Iommi and wanted... Oh, my God. Words. Iommi and Butler wanted to start their own band with them two. But Whitesnake was on the verge of breaking up, but also not. Like, they were sitting there teeter-tottering, and then... Um, Coverdale and Powell finally just decided to go to Whitesnake. Maybe it is fucking Iomi. Maybe he was just like this- I'm sure I think it out, is. Strung out, drug addict, control freak, who just like- I- now I want to <laughs> research just him.
0: But at the same time, like, if this is your band and you're the only one that's taken it seriously enough to stick with it- you kind of earn the right to be bitchy about it, right? I mean, if you're the only one that has stuck with it that long and been serious about it and not fucked it up as badly as everyone else has, like, I don't know.
1: Yes, <laughs> but also, like, if, if you are the only one who's sticking out and, like, the only one who's keeping the band alive... <laughs> um, and you keep gaining members and losing members within a year. Take a step back, baby. Yeah, Take maybe a step back kind and of see, see what's going on. See, figure the problem out. Get a solution. Yeah, you know, like, like yes, he did. He was the one to like be the backbone of this, but at the same time, the backbone probably wasn't as strong as we think it is.
0: No, and there's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes. So, I, like, I can't imagine if there was this much happening to the general public's face. Like, the shit that was going down behind the scenes.
1: Right. And also, the thing that we also probably didn't get to research, their managers. I know at one yeah. point, they've at least switched managers at least once. So, I couldn't even tell you how many, probably how many times they've switched managers. And if they have shitty managers... Probably isn't even on IOMing for half the time. Like, it's probably on the manager who's being the shitty one. And the band members are like, I'm not going to fucking deal with this. Peace out, bitch. Like,
0: you know. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I think that if we were to ever do research of a band again, we're picking a band that's been together for five years. Okay?
1: (laughs) And, like, have consistent... Band members.
0: Yeah. Like ODS. Four from solid bands. Yeah, that's all we're looking for from here on out. Yep. Because it would be cool to research more of like the business industry aspect of this as well. Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, you do not get the opportunity to do that. This would have to be like a four parter with clear information.
1: Baby girl, I'm thinking of more six. Yeah. Six parter. And
0: nobody wants to get dragged through that. Um, this was an absolute nightmare for us to research.
1: I even the even part two was dragging it on too long.
0: Yeah, beating a dead, pulped horse.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so that's Black yeah. Sabbath. They've teased reunion tours. They've teased. Um, well, Ozzy has teased shows on his own. He's actually been booked for a few festivals, and then had to cancel just due to his health. Um,
1: Are people, twenty twenty
0: five. That man is done. telling you I don't know how he's still alive I I'm so envious because I have family that went to um, one of their last shows in Detroit in like 2017
1: Damn, that have been so good
0: Black Sabbath like I would say the OG band so it was everyone minus Ward Um, but I just can't even imagine seeing such a mammoth of the black, I almost said black metal. I just mixed black Sabbath and metal. They're not black metal. <laughs> um, but such like a pillar in the metal community.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, everyone says that, like, they're the the birthstone or like the they birth are, yeah. of heavy metal. So being able to see them live for like one of the last times. Yeah. Like, that's genuinely amazing. That's honestly why I went to go see Alton John. When I did, even though, like, when I was talking to my stepdad about it, like, he's like, oh, Elton John's done Farewell Tours again. Like, he's done it before. This isn't going to be the last one. And it's like. But you, it could be. Have you seen him? <laughs> it most likely is. Yeah, I mean, it totally could be. And, like, and I when I was talking to him about it, I was like, you know, Elton John just came out with a movie about, like, his Rocket Man movie. Like, that's probably the only reason why he's going on tour. Yeah. Is because they got such good feedback from that movie that they're going to go around and do a tour. And it's probably a good chance for the youngins
0: to go see him. To experience it. Yeah. I don't think, if I were a musician, and I, I say this not knowing any better, but especially if I were such a massive musician when really the only work that I had to do is show up and sing Mm -hmm. or show up and play like I don't think I would stop
1: no not until like I physically can't
0: yeah because like I'm sure that there's things that you want to enjoy out of your life but the constant weighing as and and I would know this as a consumer like I worry all the time is this the last time I'm gonna see my favorite band like all this having that constantly weigh on your shoulders as an artist of Mm -hmm especially if you're as massive as these people are like
1: well and like also who's missing
0: the opportunity just cuz I don't want to
1: right and like the younger generation like disturbed even made um this comment while we were at the show he had brought um a 10-year-old girl up on stage with her mom and he was like we need to protect these young generations we don't need to be sitting here going they don't belong here. They don't belong at heavy metal shows or heavy rock shows. Yes, they fucking do. We yeah, need to protect do. them. We need to keep let them let them experience this shit. And so like I know for me, like if I were an artist and I found out that there's younger generations that are discovering my stuff, hell yeah, I would want to go and like have the chance of me being able to see them. Having to see right.
0: the multiple generations right in front of my eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like what a beautiful thing to know that you're still affecting people yes. after all these years.
1: What a beautiful thing.
0: So- <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a much better note to end this on. Um, We've been pretty... I'd say flustered, but like in a joking way. Like this has been frustrating in a joking way. Um, clearly, I'm gonna get in my car tomorrow and blast some Black Sabbath, just 'cause they're Why an not? amazing band, and yeah. I will always love them, and I'll love what they did um, for us now, 'cause we wouldn't have metal the way that we know it now mm-hmm. if it weren't for them. So,
1: thank you, Black Sabbath. Thank but you. also, fuck you <laughs> for thank not you. your trip
0: together thank you but eat a bag (laughs) um how do you want to end this we'll see you guys next
1: (laughs) week do we have no do what do we know what we have planned
0: no No. we'll figure it out yep definitely not another history of the bands
1: hell nah (laughs) um but as always rock on babies have a wonderful weekend it is. Yep, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I am so done with the week. <laughs> um, hope you have enjoyed this. Hope, hope the sound is fucking better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So last week, <laughs> if you made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> and if you listened to last week at all, last week, um, we tried a new editing technique. Um, just w- we we know that there we know it's messed up.
1: It worked at first but then the program went fuck you (laughs) even though you spent a good hour sitting here fuck you I'm gonna fuck up and fuck up your audio while we're actively downloading it so we're just we're, we're just gonna keep doing what we've done since day one and run the shit as is Yeah, and not fuck with it until we know what we're actually doing
0: yeah it was one of those things where like We were like, yeah, awesome. The episode is posted. It was so late at night. And then I go to play it on Spotify and I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? You know what? It's 1230 at night. We're going to leave it. Just going to let it go.
1: Yep. So this is the last time we're going to acknowledge it. It doesn't exist.
0: Nope. (laughs) Never happened. Nope. You're crazy. You're hearing things. I have
1: no idea (laughs) what y'all are talking about. Um, so yeah, hope the audio is better. Um hope you liked the very chaotic history of Black yes. Sabbath that we did. Extremely. Um, and as always follow us on Instagram at Metal metal
0: yeah. Metal Me- podcast. yeah. <sighs> I've seen too many words
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> metal Anties Podcast and look us up on Facebook, um, at your Metal mm-hmm. Um you can find us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We have not branched out anymore, but so far we're doing good as is. Yeah. um, We love you guys. We appreciate the support and rock on, bitches.
0: Tune in next week. <laughs> Bye. Stay metal. Bye.